Okay, let's get started with Parshas Baha'aloscha, as we had a, a week, uh, week break with uh, Shavuos last week, but now we get back into Parshas Baha'aloscha. Uh, so many different parts of the Parsha, so many different stories put together. Rev Salvechik used to say he felt like a bee that was going from flower to flower as he went from section to section in, in uh, Parshas Baha'aloscha. But we start off with the beginning, and we'll uh, make our way through uh, little by little. So at the beginning of the Parsha, as we know, the first phrase, Baha'aloscha is Aneros. When we bring up, when you are to bring up the candles, who's being spoken to? Aaron Cohen says the pasuk Hashem Mar. Hashem says to Moshe, Daber el Aharon Speak to Aaron. Hashem says to Moshe to speak to Aaron and tell him, When you raise up, literally the candles. El mul towards the face of the menorah, which we know, of course, according to Torah Shabbat, means the middle stem, all the flames should face. Ya'iru, shivas haneros, all the flames should face in that direction. And Chazal were already bothered, as we know, Rashi tells us, by the unusual Lashon of Baha'aloscha. Why this was said to Aaron here, that we've discussed in past years, the Ramban mentions, this is connected to the end of last week's parsha, parsha's Naso, where every single Shevet was able to participate in the Chanukas HaMishkan, the Chanukas HaMizbeach, every single Shevet, except for one. And Aaron Cohen was very upset. He always had, as we have mentioned, Aaron always, whenever anything happened, he was nervous. Chete Egel. Chete Egel. It's going to happen again. I'm going to be put Every time something happens, Aaron's nervous. And Moshe has to convince him, and Moshe has to allay his fears. So here again, Aaron's like, what? Kodesh Baruch Hu says, don't worry about it. As the Ramban explains, you're going to have the menorah in the base of Migdash. Maybe it even lose to Hanukkah, as the Ramban writes at the beginning of, of this week's Parsha. But Rashi, that was the first Rashi that we're not going to focus on uh, this year, but that's where he talks about the Chalisha Sadas of Aaron Akoin. But we'll focus on the second Rashi. When, the, uh, when you bring up the candle, and Rashi does not quote the question that he's bothered by, but it is obvious why such an unusual law shown. Usually we light candles. We don't bring up candles. When you would light the candle. There are other words the Torah could have used. But instead, the Torah uses Baha'aloscha. So why Baha'aloscha? So Rashi quotes Tupshatim. Rashi quotes Baha'aloscha. Al-Shem Shahalahav Oleh. The flame goes up. Right? It's the only, if we think about it, maybe the only item, the only creation in the world that we have that goes up instead of down. Something called gravity. A tree goes up, but it's being held down by by something physical, when it, something grows. But fire inherently goes up. That's the way it, it, it's, it's magical. And that's what Kodesh Baruch created. So, because the flame goes up. Why? You have to light it. Yet till sometimes we light the candle and we take the match away quickly and then it flickers for a few seconds until it goes up by itself. No, no, no. The Kohen, when he lights the candle, he has to leave his, the flame there until it catches fully and it's going up and then he can remove the flame. Number one. And Chazal also darshin, says Rashi, Shema'ala haisa lefnei ha there were steps in front of the menorah. She'aleha ha-kohen o'meidu 
on those steps. The Kohen stood up and mative. Mative, cleaned out. Cleaned out. Interesting, Rashi doesn't say madlik. Omedu mative. He stood on there when he cleaned it out. What's the emphasis? Question number one. What's the emphasis of the, of the hatava? That when you have to stand on the steps for the hatava. Okay. Let's first read the words of the Mizrahi. One of the earliest commentaries that we have on Rashi. We know there are hundreds of commentaries that we have on Rashi. One of the earliest ones was the Mizrahi. One of the only ones that the Maharal had in front of him when he wrote his great Gur Aryeh was the Mizrahi. He came out always, if the Mizrahi says something, he'll always quote the, the Mizrahi. Says the Mizrahi in source number one. What the Mizrahi often does is trying to put together the two different pshatim that Rashi quotes and why you need both of them. The Sifzeh Chachamim also often paraphrases uh, the Mizrahi to uh, clue us in as to why as to why Rashi needed both. But first he quotes and explains each one, looking on line 7, Tzarech lahamtin b'habakasan atche tisla tisla as we said, Even if I only do it quickly, it's going to go up by itself. No, no, no. You have to actively be involved in the flame catching and it going up. Number one. And then he quotes the second part of uh, Rashi in terms of the step in front of the menorah. At the end... That's what we're going to focus on. The last few lines of the piece in the Mizrahi. Interesting. Often Rashi will quote different shatim which don't have halachic significance. And it's okay to assume that, you know, how can Chazal darshu both of these? Okay. They darshan them from the, from the, uh, from the psukim. But here it's halachic. Here there are two halachas that are learned out. How could we learn out two halachos from the same word? Usually if a word is used up, so then we say that we have to find another phrase. Maybe the extra vav, maybe the extra hey, the Gemara says, which part of the phrase, which part of the word? Here the Mizrahi just says, even though we learned already that you have to leave the candle there, you have to also have a step in front of the menorah, shakulu v'yavoshnehem. Last four words. A phrase that the Gemara sometimes uses. Well, they're both equal quantum drushes. So how can you choose one over the other? So, choose both of them. We'll take both of them. Really? Ask Ramosha Feinstein. How does that work? What does that mean exactly in this context? That shkulim heim v'yavoshneihem. They're equal. Is there a connection between these two drushos? One of keeping my hand there until the flame goes up by itself, and B, standing on the steps, even though really, if there was a nice size Kohen, he might not have needed the steps. But still, the halacha is, he has to go on top of the steps and clean out the menorah. Is there a connection between those two halachos? Ask for Moshe Feinstein, because if there's a connection, maybe I could then better understand what the Mizrahi means by shkulim heim v'yavoshneim. It's really one shot that connects to the other shot. Says Rav Moshe, source number two. Pirish Rashi Beis in Yanim, he quotes the two in Yanim, and then he quotes, Vilechora, he quotes the Sifse Chachamim, quoting the Re'em, quoting the Rebeleo Mizrahi, as we just saw. You have to know Mizra- the Re'em, if the Re'em is, qu- is quoted in a Achron context, is the Mizrahi, really, O Mizrahi. If it's quoted by Arishon, it's Rebelezim Imetz, the Baal Yireim, a Talmud of Rebbeinu Tam. 
So you always have to know who's quoting the if if the Tosfos quotes Reb Chaim, it's not the Reb Chaim that is most famous that lived more than fifteen hundred years after that Reb Chaim. So we always have to know who's talking. So here, Moshe is quoting the Sifsei Chachamim in the name of the Reim, who is the Mizrahi, back in source number one. Olechora asked Reb Moshe, Lo Muvan, Shaychus Sheshkulin L'Shdein Yanim, Shein Lem Shaychus Elazel. What does one have to do with the other? How could the Mizrahi say Shkulin Hein? Oh, we'll learn both of them. They're halachos. Again, the Mizrahi doesn't say this by many other pshat than the Rashi gives. Sometimes he will. He'll explain the need for both of them. But how you could darshan two things, the problem is only in a halachic context. You could have four different pshatim of what, what does it mean, the first word in Vayigash. Vayigash elav Yehuda. So Rashi will quote four different pshatim of what the Hagash is about. That's fine. That's not a problem. But here it's halachas. So what does it mean, shkulim heim? Says Rav Moshe. V'nirit the travayu heim le'inyin limud. It's about teaching. We know the light of the menorah symbolizes the light of Torah and the light of, hopefully, inspiring others. So, what does that mean for us? There's a message here about how we can most inspire others, our children, our students, all of those around us. What we have to do, what is a prerequisite to then be able to inspire. Because after all, many of the Sfarim, many of the Bali of Machshava talk about, Shalheves Olam Eileha means, I have to light it so much so that it goes up by itself. I have to excite the listener so that they hear it and they're, they're on fire. So what's the secret of giving over Torah, the Or? Harotza, as the Mar says, if you want to get wisdom, right, look towards the direction of the menorah. So, how is that? So says Ramosha. Here's the secret. Learning oneself and learning, giving it over to others, to students. If somebody has to teach others, and we all in our own worlds are teachers, right? Not just the formal teachers. We're teachers to our friends, to our children, to our neighbors, to our shulmates. Shiurohu ad shahalimud hatalmud yaale me'elav sheyavin kfar me'atzmo alburyo. When they are on fire and the fire is going up, what does that mean? Where it says emotion in this context? When they understand it, when they're fully comprehend the material. Because if somebody's confused, it's just. We remember from school days, if we're confused about something, it just doesn't feel good. I don't have it. It doesn't click. Clarity is so crucial for me to feel that I have, I, I'm in, I, I have a, a Kenyan on the information. Clarity. So number one, the goal is to give clarity. That they can have it by themselves. As the first mission Perkyabo says, He'emidu talmitim harbe. So they will be able to stand up by themselves. Rashi writes in Brachas Davav. Amazing Rashi, I didn't give it to you. Rashi says, what does it mean, igril apirka rihata? The schar for going to a shir is the running to the shir, the schar halicha. That's all the schar I get. I'm going to a shir, what about going to the shir? Rashi quotes there, because most, much of the time, I'm not able to go home and repeat it. Meaning that's the barometer of understanding it. To be able to go home and repeat it. So that's the, that's the barometer. So says Rav Moshe, clarity. Be independent. That's the goal. How do we get there? That's the goal of teaching. You know how we do that? By focusing step one is my own learning before I'm able to teach it. So how do I learn it? Saviv. 
If I need to give a shear, I need to know the material so well and delve into it so clearly, then there's a chance I could give it over. If anyone gives a shear, if anyone gives a dafyomi once a week, if anybody, we know those dafy much better than, than we know the other ones. If I ever have to make a presentation at work, I know that material that much better because I know I have to give it over. Says Ramosha in Torah, I have to know it so well. Every nook and cranny of the sugya, I have to make sure it's clear to be able to then give it over to others. You want to get a beautiful flame, you know what you have to do? You have to clean it out so well. You have to have it perfect and pure and pristine and put in the new oil. The best way to do that is if you stand up and then look down into the, into the holders. That's why, stand up on the steps and look down. You have an easier, right? If I just stand from the floor and I won't be able to, to get it as, as clear of a cleaning. That's why Dafka Rashi says, Metiv, says Reb Moshe. Says Moshe, number one, you have steps. Why steps? That's step one. That's symbolizing the message of learn it very well. Clean out and make sure you look in every corner of the sugya before you put in the oil and as you put in the oil, make sure everything is working. Then... I could inspire others to Tehei Shal Heves Ola Me'eleha. So there's the Limud and there's the Lalamid, says Ramosha. And again, we can expand it in terms of not just a information level, but in terms of a Hashkafic emotional level also. I have to make sure that I'm on fire and I'm totally into it if I want to light others on fire and inspire others. If I'm not feeling it, it would be very difficult to give that over to others. As we mentioned that thought in many different contexts, maybe that was the difference between Noah and Avraham, and um, not for now. Either way, that's first Rashi, first Mizrahi, and Ramosha Feinstein. Moving right along. A few psukim later. Sticking to the menorah. Aaron fulfills what he's supposed to do. This is how the menorah is made. Explains the Torah, though it's already said it in Tetzaveh. But here it is again. I'm sorry, in uh, Truma. Miksha Zahav. Miksha, Pashtus, that means, as we know, one piece of gold. Can't be different parts that are put together. One piece of gold chiseled out to make the menorah. Ad Yerecha, Ad Pircha, Mikshahi, the entire menorah. The Yerecha, the lower stem, Pircha, the blossoms on top, Mikshahi. Like Hashem showed Moshe, this is one of the items that Moshe had difficulty understanding. Right? How exactly do I make this? It's so hard. So Hashem showed him. Says Rav Zevin, in a classic Rav Zevin creative commentary. Says Rav Zevin, Miksha. So Miksha means unified, one piece. Says Rav Zevin, maybe there's a deeper meaning here. Lo tamid miksha could mean kashe, kashius, kashius oref. Right? We just talked about this on Shavuos. We talk about Arpa. Right? Arpa has her name because she turned her neck. Kshe oref. Right? Well, Rus did not. Says Rav Zevin in Latar Moadim. Lo tamid kashius oref uchisaron. Not always is being a hardened spirit a chisaron a lacking, a problem. Most of the time, our being a stiff-necked people get us in trouble. Most of the time. But not all the time. Vadai, Anu Omer and Kippur, we say one of the Alchets, V'alchets Shechadon Avanecha, B'kash Yisoref. 
So it's on the list. Vanavim ochichu as Yisrael. Lopam. Lopam. Akash is arpam. Paro. Right? Paro letters. Horef. Mipreshu hikshes arpo vichbedes libo. Kashis orif generally is a midah that we try to stay away from. He was stubborn. He was uh, set in his ways. That's kashis orif. Not listening. Lo yadati es Hashem. But there's one type of kashis orif, says Rav Zevin, that stands us well and is part of who we are. And it's something that all of us need to be. And we have been over the past 2,000 years. Avol yesh gam kashis orif bikdusha. Because those, ba'asnu, lo shechachnucha, v'lo shikarnu bibrisecha. Doesn't matter what happens to us, God, we're not leaving. We're sticking to you. Right, what do we say? One of the most emotional lines in all of davening. Habet mishamayim ure'ei. We usually uh, run through it because it's in Tachron. Habet mishamayim ure'ei. Look down from shamayim and see. Ki alinu lag v'keles bagayim. We've been shamed. We're the lowliest nation. People make fun of us. Nechshavnu katzon latevach yuval. Right? Literally. Like sheep to the slaughter. Larog, la'abed, lamako, lacherpa, bizyonos. Ubekolzo shivchalo shachachne. But we have not forgotten you. We don't understand it. We've had difficulties. But ubekolzos shivchalo shachachne. We don't forget God. We are stiff-necked. In our not leaving a Kaddish Baruch Hu, v'yakeh akach ne'amar abito atzurchu tzavtem surselo. Look at a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Kiam sheorefu v'salach tolavoneinu lachadasin echatanu. B'muvan asheni. Interestingly, what do we mean in slichos? What do we mean when we say this? Kiam sheorefu. Hashem, we never left you, no matter how hard it got. Hapirushu lo afal pishek sheoref. Not that, even though, even though they have their problems. Please. No, Eladavka Mipnesha Mkshoref. Because they're Kshoref. Shekala Minios Vikubamaksholim. They're never leaving you. So Hashem, please don't please don't forget them. Umida Zushakashis Orev, Mushreshis Bakarav Kol Yisrael. As we know, says Rav Zevin, throughout the centuries, in every Rahmanalitslan, in every single century since the Khurban Bay Samigdash. We have been kashis orif in our emuna, in our connection to Akadosh Baruch Hu. Being doli tzadikim, being pshutei ha'am, the greatest, the most righteous, and the simple Jews. Ha historia yudit yodas l'saper mikidish Hashem shalamida b'nisayon b'doros oshmad gamba hamon ha'am apshutim. Right, even the great, the most terrible of times, you don't have to be the greatest tzadik gadol adar. The simple Jews. Or ready to give their life instead of bowing down to something other than Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And the Tanya he writes, Says Rav Zevin, maybe that's alluded to in our pasuk. Maybe it's alluded to in our pasuk. Miksha, Miksha Zahav, Ad Yerecha, the lower stems, the simple Jews, Ad Pircha, the blossoms, the leaders. We're all miksha. And we all make that Kiddush Hashem throughout our generations. We stand up. That's the Maisa HaMenorah. Koach Zeshel Miksha Chadur Bekulam B'Shaveh Miksha Achas Zahav Tahor. It's what defines us as Am Yisrael. Related to this is just a thought that came up in uh, recently in the Dafyomi, but we'll mention it here. The Gemara in Megillah. The Gemara writes in two places a very unusual source, at least on the surface, 
a very unusual source for the concept of a Darvashib Akdusha needing a minion. We all know, the Mishnah tells us in Mesechah Megillah, that every Darvashib Akdusha requires 10 male uh, above bar mitzvah Jews. What's the source for that? How do we know? How do we know you need 10? So the Gemara tells us in Megillah Dafchav Gimel, Minani Mili, Aram Chiebar Abba, Aram Yochanan, Damar Kra, it's a couple of steps, Vinikdashti Besoch Bene Yisrael. I will be sanctified in B'nai Yisrael. B'toch B'nai Yisrael. How do you know? G'zei Shava. Toch toch. Hikdashi b'soch B'nai Yisrael. That's by Kiddush Hashem. And it also says, He badlu mitocha eda hazos. Korach. And then ad masai lo eda harazos. Meraglim. Ultimately, it's from the Meraglim. How many Meraglim were there? They were, the Eidah Haraz, those were ten, excluding Yoshua and Kalev. That's the Makar, the Xerashava, for needing a minion. Asks all, ask all the Bali Hamachshava. That's the source for Davar Shebekdusha. That's the source for needing a minion, the ten Maraglim. Okay, maybe before they became Maraglim. But when they came back, that's the Pasik. And Mazaleid Harazos, that's the source for needing ten for Davar Shebekdusha. Says Yerushalmi. We quoted this in past years in Parsha's MR. I don't remember which year. The Rabbin Achai on that in that pasuk in Amar quotes the Yerushalmi that you're right. It's quotes a different makar, a different chazal, a different chazal related. It's 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 a Zerushava with the shvatim, the ten shvatim. Yosef wasn't there, Binyamin wasn't there. Okay, that's makes it a little better for us. But it's not our Gemara. The Bavli quotes the Meraglim. So how could we learn Meraglim? Davar Shibikdusha says the Kleisenberger Rebbe, and nobody more fitting than he to say this thought after what he went through. With, in his life. Source number four. Mongolia Sashas quotes this that the Kleisenberg Rebbe said this in a Shir on Pasha's MR, Tav Shin Lamid Zion, 1977. Says the Kleisenberg Rebbe. He quotes this problem and he quotes, how could this be that, uh, that this is the source? Right, this is it. He quotes the Chassam Sofer that quotes the Yerushalmi about the brothers of Yosef and he quotes it, no, Based on uh, earlier Hasidic uh, masters, he quotes. We're talking about Kiddush Hashem here. As we've just said from Reb Zevin, when it comes to Kiddush Hashem, if you look at B'nai Yisrael's record over the past 2,000 years, it wasn't just the greatest Sadiqim that put out their necks for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It was the Pshute Am. It was those Jews that we have ridden off. It was those Jews that, okay, come on. They don't live as Jews, but they're ready to die as Jews. Says the Kleisenberger, line 22. Every Jew deep down is ready to give his life for our Kaddish Baruch Hu. You know what that tells us? When it comes to the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem and needing a minion for Kiddush Hashem, any Jew. We don't check somebody's record whether we're going to count them for a minion or not. If they're a Jew, even Adas Korach and Adas Meraglim. That's the emphasis. Because you know what? If it came, push comes to shove, giving one's life, they would have given their life for our Kaddish Baruch Hu also. If you, they would have said, deny God. Don't look around. I'm only going to dive with a minion of Jews who went to the mikvah and learned for the past six hours straight. No. That's not what the halacha is. And Rachman al-Itzlan, if anybody thinks that there's a Jew that shouldn't count for a minion, that's a chilul Hashem. 
the opposite of what the Torah tells us. Says the Kleisenberger, I saw with my own eyes. Shaved, no payas, no beards, no payas. I saw it. And he continues. He says, and Ani Hashem Alkechem, and what is the, even the Pasik at the end of Kirish Hashem Pasik? Ani Hashem Alkechem, and Shosesi Eschem Eretz Mitzrayim. When I took you out of Egypt, you weren't great Sadiqim. What were you? But that's the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. The mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem was when you're on the net, the 49th level of Tumah. V'nikdashi b'sof b'nei Yisrael. So that's what Rav Zevin also says right here. Miksha and yerechat pircha. We are kshay oref. We don't give in. It doesn't matter how many times we get, uh, we get hit. We stay with that Kaddish Baruch Hu, And we daven for the day that the hits. And it will be easier for us to, uh, to stick with him, capital H. Okay. One little story for the evening. Parak Yud, as we continue now, again, as we said, there are so many different sections. We have the Tznufa of the Levim, Pesach Sheni, which we're not talking about this year. We discussed that in past years. The Pesach Sheni Jew, always looking for more, never settling for, okay, I'm putter. No, 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 I don't care if I'm putter. I want to do it. I want to make sure that, um, that I could do what I can. Okay, that's Pesach Sheni. But this year, let's look into Perak Ches. Perak Ches. Um, where are we? No Simanachim. I'm sorry. Perak Yud Pasachavtes. Right, we skipped. We spoke about the uh, the Machanos and towards the second half of the parsha. By Shishi. Vayomer Moshe lechovah ben Reuel amidyani Chosei Moshe. Moshe says to Yisrael, right here, not named Yisrael, but a couple of his other names. Yisrael had a couple of names. No Simanachnu elamakom asher Amar Hashem to Oso Atein Lachem. We're traveling, we're going to Eretz Yisrael. You want to come? Please, join us. We're traveling, we're going. So on the words, nosim anachnu, we're traveling, Rav Zilberstein writes, a story tangentially related to a Nesiyah, but that's classically in his Sefer, Aleinu Shabayach. He has many, many Sfarim. Every time you go to the Sfarim store, there's another set of Sfarim by Rav Zilberstein. This one is from uh, one that came out a number of years ago, Aleinu Shabayach. Source number six. No Simanachnu. Khaverev shall Nahagara Kevet Beachad Mikavea Tahbura shall Rakavot Baaret. It was a train uh conductor. A train conductor. They realized that they were on the same train every day. They realized all of a sudden they see this man who had not been a Shomer Torah Mitzvah, so all of a sudden starting to wear a kippah and starting to keep the mitzvahs. And they didn't know what happened. They didn't know what changed. Right? Asarot Shanim. He was the Nagra Kevet. And all of a sudden, he was Choser B'tshuva. And he says, I'll tell you. Kinesis Chaveira V'siper Lohem Mahevi Osolakach. Baboker Echad one morning, Lachar Shehovalti Esanosim L'machos Chepsam. One time I brought the travelers. Vitkonanti, I was about to go down from the from the Qatar, Velasos, Hafukaka. I was just going to take a little break. I see this Jew running towards me. And I don't know what he wants. Husimein Lisham Tindrak. He says, wait, wait, he didn't want me to leave yet. And when he came closer to me, he said to me just one word. Toda. He just wanted to say thanks. He was on the other side of the train. And he wanted to say thanks. Hadavar hazer rigesh otiad ma'od. That one word sent shivers down my spine. Ani shanim rabot. Years I was the train conductor. Va'od lo kara me'olam. 
I've never gotten a thank you. Never. Thousands. Over the ten years, how many, how many passengers? Thousands. Do they, do they know that I have a life too? That I get up early in the morning? And I, I leave my family? A train conductor, a bus driver? I also have a family. I got up early to do this. Yes, I do it for a living. I get a, I get a wage for this. That's true. He thanked me. He recognized that I'm a person. I have a life. And I said to myself, if this is what... It's amazing that he didn't think about all the other thousands of people that ignored him, but he was inspired by one, showing us the power of one. If this is where... This is what Torah and mitzvahs does to a person. If this is the recognition... That could be given. He ran after me to say thank you. I need to be connected to this. I need to find out what this is about. And that's how we came. One word. Somebody who represented Torah and being an Eved Hashem, one word was a moment of inspiration. Lo yuman, milachat. It's one word. And what about his grandchildren who are going to be learning? And what about every mitzvah that is done? The power of a word. Even if you don't go on the train. What about the cleaner, the street sweeper? There's a lot that we could improve on in all areas, recognizing others, recognizing what it's all about. And in that way, not, not with any kavana, not with any ulterior motives. I'm going to go, okay, I hope this makes him frum. No, that's not our motive. It's just because this is what we need to do. And that's no simanachnu, a message about traveling, a message about nasiyah. Okay, then we get to the two most famous psukim in the entire parsha, surrounded by backwards nuns. The Gemara Shabbos tells us this is a even separate section. There are really seven books in the Torah, not just five. We say Chamisha Chumshe Torah, but there's really seven parts of the Torah. Right? By Midbar is really three books. Before Vahibin Zohar, Vahibin Zohar Avnucha Yomar, and afterwards. Okay, but we call it five books. When the Aaron traveled, the Pasuk that we say every single time we open the Aaron. The Torah is moving! Says Rashi, What do we say? What do we pray for? What do we daven for every time we open the Torah? And the Zohar says that this, it's a tremendous Ace Ratzon. Whenever the Aaron opens... Whenever the Aaron opens, it's an Ace Rus, that's what we say, Bruch Shmei. It's the Zohar from Vayakel. Because there's such an Ace Rus, Hashem's like, okay, ask me for things. So we daven. Vayibitzo is the first phrase we possibly say. Kum Hashem, Hashem, please get up. Kaviyacho, v'yafutsu evecha, scatter your enemies. V'yanusu misanecha mipanecha. 
and cause to run all of those who hate you from in front of you. Vianusu misanecha, mipanecha. Says Rashi, misanecha, those who hate you, elu sone Yisrael. These are the ones who hate the Jews. When we say to Hashem, please remove those who hate you, it means those who hate the Jews. Says Rashi, shekola sone es Yisrael. Whoever hates Jews, soneyat misha amar v'hayahaolam, also hates God. Somebody is anti-Jewish, they're anti-God. Misha amar v'hayahaolam shene amar, as the pasuk says, umisan echa nasu rosh. Those who hate you lifted up their heads. Mihem. Next part of the pasuk in Tehillim, al amcha yaarimusot against your nation. They seek counsel to destroy us. That's the Rashi. Ask Rav Cook. Rav Cook, in one, say for Midbar Shur, the drushes that he, he they, it was put out much later, but Midbar Shur is the uh, set of uh, 38 drushes of Rav Cook from when he was in uh, Lita, before he came to Eretz Yisrael. So he writes there in uh, Drasha Tezayim, why does Rashi Dafka use the Lashon, Chazal, of, if you hate the Jews, you hate the, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What did it say? Misha Amar Dafka, that usage. If you hate Jews, you're, if you deny the right of Jews to exist, you deny the right of Misha Amar Why is that the phrase, the description of Hashem? There are so many ways that we could describe Hashem. In Chazal, he's described in many ways. And here, Dafka, he's described as, What's the connection? Says Rav Cook in source number seven. The Navin Bidvarenu Mikrai Kodesh Ela. Kihine says Rav Cook. We have to look at Rashi quotes one pasuk in Tehillim, but really there's three psukim Tehillim in a row. Each of those psukim have two halves, and there's a message. And this will give us an insight maybe into every time we say Vayhi Ben Soa. That's the first pasuk. Your enemies are making a loud noise, and those who hate you, nasu rosh. On your nation, they are they are having evil counsel, and they are ganging up on your hidden ones. They say, let us destroy them from being a nation. And the name Yisrael will no longer exist. Says Rav Cook, each of these psukim are referring to, each half of these psukim is referring to two different elements. The first half of each pasuk is one element. The second half of each pasuk is another element. What are they driving at? What is the root of the hatred that so many nations of the world have against us? Ad hayom hazeh. Hinei, hisnagdus el Yisrael. Being anti-Jew, Koleles, and remember, he lived before the state, so it wasn't anti-Israel. People say it was just because of that. No, even before, for thousands of years, we've been hated. If we were on top of the world, on the bottom of the world, no matter what, we have a land, we don't have a land. Hisnagdus el Yisrael, Koleles, Levada Hisnagdus el Yisrael, Ba'atzmam. Besides being anti the physical Jew, it's a denial of the purpose of creation. Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu created the world with a certain system that he had in mind. 
Mamleches Khan and Vagai Kadosh. What does that mean? There'll be one nation that should be the model and be able to inspire all other nations in the world. That's the goal. Mamleches Khan and Kadosh. Just like there are Kohanim that are supposed to be the model, the Kohanim within our nation, our whole nation was supposed to be Mamleches Kohanim. That's how Hashem set up the Bria. Kivan Sha'al Yisrael, Hachova Vayecholis, Lasakin Lamachuso Yisparach. Our job, Lasakin Lamachus Shakai. We have to live on a higher standard to be able to do that, not in a Chas Vishalom, biased or racist, I'm better than you way. No, Chas Vishalom. Judaism does not believe in that, but in terms of more obligations, higher responsibility, greater opportunity to be able to be an Or Lagoyim. As is described in Sefer Yeshayahu, what was in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, and what will be in the times of Mashiach. As is described at length there, that all the Naharu love Kalagayim, all the nations are going to flock to Yerushalayim, because it's going to be so awesome, and we're not going to accept any converts at that time, because it's going to be obvious, it's not going to have the Chira. That's the goal of, of life, says Rav Kook. And that's why, if I deny the Jews' right to exist, I'm denying the purpose of the world. Al-Misha Omar Fihaya Ha'olam. I'm denying the whole system, how it's supposed to be. Lishonam Zal Meduyak Ma'od. Ki al-Yidei Yisnagdus Yisrael, who minagin is called Olam Umsiyuso. Anti-Jew is anti-God's plan of the world. Shebertzon Hashem Yisbarach Yisayid. Sheyimsa Ba'ofan. Sheyisubnu Kova Amim. Right, Rav Chaim Ivalajid writes in one of his, his, uh, his book, his farm as well. That this is why we find the Jews never could, were like oil and water. Right? We can never totally assimilate. As Rav Chaim Yvalajan has the great line, if a Jew doesn't make Kiddush, a guy makes Avdallah. Right? It's up to us. We're going to be separated. That's part of the Bria. Halacha, Ace of Sony Liakov. We just have to do our best to try to inspire. Says Rav Kook, Imkein, Umamish, Neged, Lamisha, Ravayola, Pirish, Latachlis, Havayas, Olam, Kulo. And that's the purpose. And then he says, beautifully, let's look back at the psukim in Tehillim. What does the last Pasuk say? It's not that they're against Yisrael. But what's the last phrase? V'lo yizacher shame Yisrael od. What is, there's a difference between Yisrael and shame. Shame Yisrael are not the physical Jews. It's what we stand for. It's what we represent. God's people. Not just a people. There can be many nations of a people that have, that people, other nations want to get rid of them. But it's what we symbolize. Shame Yisrael. Hakavana hahadrachashel Yisrael. Our leadership. Umidoseyem veemunasam shetispashi bechol amim. Kish Yisrachor Hashem v'yisuknu akol machuso yisbarach. We see hints of it. We know how many the, the the effect and the impact of the Jewish world in every area in the world in science and technology and medicine in Nobel laureates. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Um, but what about in Ruchnius? That we're still waiting for. That we're still yearning for. To be a nation of priests. Says Rav Kook, those, these are the three psukim in the, in Tehillim. Turn over the page. Now we can read the psukim. Umesanecha nasu rosh. What's that? They hate us physically. Al amcha yari musod. Al bozelo al amcha bilvari pogim. But it's al tsunecha on the hidden messages. Tzafun. And what's that? As we know, he continues, let's physically destroy them, but also, so when we say, every time the Aaron opens, 
Those who hate you because those who hate us hate you, God. And every time there's an act of, of terror against us or some type of hatred, it's because they're denying the purpose of creation. And we daven. We daven that a Kaddish Baruch Hu removes them. Okay. Moving right along. I don't think we ever quoted from the Midbar Shur, so Baruch Hashem. Moving right along in the Parsha. Parakut Aleph Pasuk Hay. So now we start, it had to come sometime, but here it is, we start the complaining of Sefer Bamidbar. Baloscha, Shlach, Korach, and we continue. Not our greatest moments. We have been Kashe Oref, as we mentioned before, which is a good thing, but we've had our bumps in the road, especially here. But again, we have to remember, everything that's recorded in Sefer by Midbar is from year 1, 2, and 40. For 38 years, there's no complaints listed. Must not have been such major complaining then. So that's pretty good if we put it into perspective. But there were some major ones that we have to realize. So we start complaining. Hashem gets angry. Fire goes out. Okay. Next. We had a desire. So much, I don't know if history has changed or not. So much of complaining is always about food. It's always about food. Oh, where's the basar? Where's the meat? Oh, who could forget the fish? Who could forget the fish that we ate in Mitzrayim for free? And the vegetables, etz hakishuim, etz hagalatichim, etz hachatzir. Oh, mechaya. Remember the Altaheim. Right, many difficult to understand the pashas of this pasuk. Right, two hundred and ten years of great things going on there. Okay, not for now. The larger. We're going to focus on one word. One word we discussed in the past. What exactly were they remembering? But if we were writing this pasuk, we remember the fish that we used to eat in Egypt. What would we have written? So That's what it should say. That we ate in Mitzrayim. It doesn't say that. It says, Asher Nochal, that we will eat. We will eat. We're complaining about we 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 yearn for the for the fish that we used to eat. So what does it mean? Right, Asher Nochal Bimitzrayim Chinam. What is the what is the Nochal? That's a question that's asked by the Mayim Chaim, Safer of Chuvis. Written by a Rav in the Ukraine, died in the early 1800s. Chubis Mayim Chaim quoted here in the Kamotzi Shalal Rav. Halashon Asho Nochalena Muvenes. Sheva Pashtus Kavanis Bene Israel, Lidaga Sha'achlu Biasim Mitzrayim. Therefore, it should have said, Achalnu. Zachar Nosadavashar Achalim Mitzrayim Chinam. See, he says maybe it's based on the other difficult word in the Pasuk. This is a difficult word, but it's not the most famous difficult word. What's the most famous difficult word? Chinam. For free? We didn't have to work for it. We didn't have to pay for it. And Chazal were bothered. What does it mean free? There was nothing for free. They didn't give us straw. They gave us fish? A delicacy? So Rashi, of course, says, Chinam min ha-mitzvos. Free for mitzvos. No obligations. No responsibilities. Chinam min ha-mitzvos. With the background of that Chazal, let's understand this Pasuk. This word, Nochal. Imkain, line 10. Yesh the Farish, Shekach Tanu Bnei Yisrael. 
how a darshan thinks. Kasharayinu b'mitzrayim, kodem kabbalas haTorah mitzvos lo hayushim dinim v'halachos shalisur b'chomashachalnu imitzrayo mitzvos. No kashras. We ate whatever we wanted. No limits. Vilo atay now. Now, why did we eat milkshakes on Shavuos? Because they had to go, they didn't know Shechita, one of the reasons, because that's the only thing they could eat when they got home from the Har Sinai. Because they didn't know Shechita and Malicha, milkshakes. So, there were so many new halachos after Kabbalah Satora. Ein l'cha davar machos she'en bo kama v'kanam dinam halachos al Isser. Besar behema, Shechita, the Isser Dam, and Chalev, Gidanoshe, Trefos. Oh, so many halachos. So many halachos. Of meat, of chickens, of everything. Kisi Hadam. There's only one food that nothing changed. There's only one food that what it was beforehand, the same way, okay, maybe limits of which, but the way you get it is you get it and you eat it. As long as it has fish and, uh, fins and scales. Dover Hamachal Hayachid. She'ain bo et shlal adinim Doesn't have the whole list. Hey, madagim. Af lachar kabbalas haTorah ain ba'achilas dag tahor shum shchita. Right as 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 we know, asifasan zuhi shchitasan. Just take the fish and roast it and eat it. Says the Mayim Chaim. Now we read the pasuk. China min amitzvos. We remember what we're still eating now. Zachai, we remember the fish that we're still eating now. The f- one food item that we could just do whatever we wanted. They're not just focusing on the fish that they used to eat in Mitzrayim. They're complaining that there's so many mitzvot now that have to be done with all the preparation of food and ilchas kashrus and it's difficult and I, I, I go here and there and... That's the pshat. We remember the fish that nochal that we are still eating chinam and this is the only thing we have. What about everything else? Klomar mikanu lahaba av laachar kabbalas haTorah shein shum isro dinim baachilas dogim chinam kashol arnu l'shkoach shabim mitzrayim achanu chinam and the mitzvahs gamish sharam achalim. So it turns the pasuk totally different than what we first read. If we think this pasuk is about ah, oh, where's the fish? We missed the fish. This is exactly the opposite. According to this side of the pasuk is. Fish is the only thing we have now that we can eat without worrying about it. We want everything else. You get that from the word nochal instead of achal. Okay. Continuing the parsha. Yud Aleph Tesvav. A thought that we mentioned in other parshios, but I don't think we mentioned it in this one. Moshe Rabbeinu is 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 reaching his fill in terms of of trying to chet Hegel. He doesn't even know yet about the Miraglim. That's on the horizon. But how she says to Hashem, he says to Moshe, what am I going to bring? There? I'm going to bring meat for this, for this nation. It's too hard. I need some help, says Moshe. And if this is what you're going to do to me, just kill me now. I, I, I can't deal with it, says Moshe. But the, pasig, the word in the Pasig is at. Why at and not ata? So, Rashi, Tasha's kocho shall Moshe kinekeva. Moshe became very weak. Kisheher eyu, akarish barachwa, per anishu asilavi, alem alzos. Imkain, argeni tchila. 
I'm mad. Forget it. I don't want to see it. I love them, but I can't deal with it, but I don't want to see what's going to happen. So the Lashon Nekeva, the more passive, a weaker um, uh, wording is used in order to emphasize this. The Ramban does not like that pshat because At is going on a Kaddish Baruch not a Moshe Rabbeinu. According to Rashi's pshat, Moshe feels weak. Right? Tasha's kochak and a But according to the word, it's ah, it's going on a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So the Ramban and after him, Rabbeinu Bachai. So I just gave you Rabbeinu Bachai, but the first few lines are based on the Ramban, but the next few lines are only in Rabbeinu Bachai. That's why I gave you ten. No, it's more of a Kabbalistic idea. That Atah is Midas Rachamim and Ad is Midas Hadin. Milas at if you at midas hadin are going to punish them this way, so then not interested. Okay, how exactly that is midas hadin midas harachamim is not for us, but the message of the word leaving out the hay, that's what we're going to focus on. Even without the hay, we could have read the word as ata. Maybe it's a missing hay, but we don't. We read it as at. Says Rabbein Abachai, this is one of the many, many examples of the magical way the Torah is written, meaning without vowels, without what we call nekudos. It would be much easier for a balkore to have nekudos in the Torah. Says Rabbein Abachai, there are no nekudos in the Torah because the Torah is so multifaceted, multi-levels of understanding, an infinite number of levels of understanding. One time the Arizal went to sleep on Shabbos afternoon and uh, after he woke up, the Reb Chaim uh, Vital, who was his Talmud, watched him the entire time when he was sleeping, his mouth was moving the whole time. The Arizal, as they say, the Arizal slept on, Shabbos, on, on Rosh Hashanah afternoon. They say, oh, I can sleep on Rosh Hashanah afternoon. The Arizal learned more when he was sleeping than, than we did when we were awake. Okay, but either way, the Arizal, what the story goes, that he was sleeping and he was moving and Reb Chaim Vital asked him afterwards and he woke up, he's like, what were you, what were you, what were you, Thinking about what were you learning? So he said, "There's a pasuk. I forgot. I think it's a parsha Tzvarim or Vatschan. I forgot exactly which pasuk. There's one pasuk, and I was learning. I was hearing pshatim from the malachim on this pasuk. If I would live seventy years and not stop talking from now until then, I will not be able to say over the amount of pshatim that I just heard on that one pasuk. So there's an infinite number of interpretations of every pasuk, of every word. Says Rabbi Nachai, not having nekudos." is what gives the letters and the words of the Torah the flexibility to be understood on so many different levels. Putting in a kudos would be enchaining, so to speak, and limiting it to certain understandings. Keep it safe for Torah, she'ena menuka, yuchal adam likro, v'imkacha at oseli, bekamets tachas hashin. Letters without nekudos have many interpretations. And have are split up to many sparks. You don't want to limit it. Understand this as Rebbeinu Bachai. It comes up in many contexts. Is there a dogish? Is there not a dogish? Did Batya send out her her maidservant, her amasa, or her arm extended? Right. That depending how you read the pasuk. Again, many other examples of this. Expanding upon this, the Radvaz 
150, 200 years after the Rabbi Bachai writes this, this we mentioned uh, four or five years ago in a different context. He writes this also. He was asked, maybe by a Balkore, Lamein goes to Nekud of a Sefer Torah. Why are there Nekudos in the Sefer Torah? Right? Well, I want, it's better. It'll, be, it'll make Kriyas, look what he writes. Hayaroi, Ruim, Sheikh Tavosam, Kadeshi Yikra, Kori, Kriya Yashar, Belishibush. Right? You won't have to make um, mistakes. Shagama Ta'amim, Mavarim, Tamak Suvim. So he quotes the same idea as Rebbeinah Bachai, but he even puts it into the to the conversation, as we know, famous Gemara in Masech Shabbos. Remember the Malachim wanted the Torah. Don't give it to Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem says, Moshe's like, what am I supposed to do? You answer. So Moshe says, oh, Lo Sertzach. Does that apply to you? Does that apply to you? Lo Sertzach. So the question on the Gemara and the Malachim say, okay. So what were the Malachim thinking? What was their Havamina? famous question on the Gemara. What's the answer? One answer says the Radvaz. They understood the Torah differently because they didn't have those Nakudos. They had different understandings. Moshe answers them, it at least has to apply with the Nakudos. There could be many other levels of understanding, but it at least has to be Shaykh with, with, according to this understanding. But that's what the Malachim understood it on a different level. There's a, a Ruchani, there's a Gashmi, there are so many different levels of understanding, says the Radvaz. And not having the Kudos leaves that open. We just see the goof of the Torah, but we don't see the Neshama of the Torah. And that, says the Radvaz, is what's left open. And this is another example. At can be read many different ways. At Oseli or Osheli, different ways that you can read the Pasik that is the uh, message. Okay. Um, time for one more thought. I'm going to skip number 12 for now. It's a, it's a uh, gematria and a harifus of Rav, Rav Shimshem Nesetropololi, as he's known for. But we're just going to do the last thought, which goes along with the story. The Nachas Tzvi. Nachas Tzvi, one of the contemporary um, svarim uh, 50, 60 years ago. Parakud Aleph Pasach Sorry, that was on the uh, the earlier one. Yud Beis Gimel. Yud Beis Gimel. Right, also, a major pasik. We've got to talk about Moshe Rabbeinu a little bit tonight. Baloscha is the parsha, the end of the parsha where we learn all the uniqueness of the nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu. But what does the pasik? What does the Torah tell us? Probably the hardest pasik for Moshe Rabbeinu to write in the entire Torah. Right? He already put vayikra with a little aleph. How do you write this pasik? Moshe was the most humble of people. The Nachlasvi picks up on vayish Moshe anav maod. Mikal ha'adam, asher apnei ha'adama. What's the emphasis of mikal ha'adam? Most humble from any man. Why doesn't it just say Moshe anav ma'od, asher apnei ha'adama, the greatest anav? What's the emphasis of mikal ha'adam? Says the Nachas on the bottom. Yeshnei minei anovin. There are two types of humble people of humility. Ha'echad beishu yoshi bebeiso vozachesh ben anefesh ben olven asmo. I'm at home. I think about my life. I think about where I've succeeded, where I haven't succeeded. Between me and God. Between me and God, there it's somewhat easier to feel small and to think about improvements I have to make. But when I go outside and I'm mingling with others, much harder to be an anav. Much harder to be an anav out there. Between me and Hashem, it's okay. But it's much harder out there. The story goes, there was a man in shul, there's a guy next to him on Yom Kippur, and he hears the guy, oh, I'm a nothing, I'm terrible, oh, I have so much to work on. And he sees this man, he's like, wow, what a, he's really feeling Yom Kippur. He's, he sees like, 
if like he's inspiring his davening. Okay, great. Comes to laning. So, Aliyah, this, that. And they call this man up for a V. He's like, all of a sudden, he's very upset, disgruntled. Goes up. Comes down, gets the Aliyah. The guy says to him, you, you okay? He says, I can't believe they gave that guy Shlishi. What do you think? Do they know who I am? What's, what's going on? I don't understand this. Him on Yom Kippur. And the guy thinks to himself, I don't understand. How do you put the two together? In front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's somewhat easier to be an anaf. But when it comes to other people, much harder. Much harder to, to, to see Ezehu Ashir HaSameach Bechelko in so many different ways. Says the Nachla Svi, Ba'ish Moshe Anav Ma'on Mikal Ha'adam. Asher Pnei Ha'adama. Forget in front of God. Moshe was obviously small in front of God. He reached the highest level of understanding of God, and if he did that, of course you're going to be an Anav to God. Because you're going to realize his infinitude. But Mikal Ha'adam, Moshe Rabbeinu was like that in front of every other Jew. That's Not just in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and that's one thing we could take out of this that we would call the parsha of Moshe Rabbeinu, the end of this section where it talks about pal pal Dabrabo. The message of Moshe, on of Maod. Let's try to work on this not only in shul, not only by ourselves, but also when we interact with others. Okay, we'll stop here in Parsha's Baha'u'llah.